Helvetia Rockt is a Swiss national association raising awareness about gender inequality in the music industry while supporting, promoting and connecting professional female, inter, non-binary and trans artists. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be part of an empowering community. Find out more on our website, helvetziarockt.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. Musicians in Conversation is sponsored by Suiza, the cooperative society of music authors and publishers in Switzerland. Suiza is celebrating its 100-year anniversary in 2023. Hi everyone, my name is Natalia and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. In this episode of Musicians in Conversation, I talk with Jen Yuns, who is an artist manager, promoter and musician. We discuss the differences between programming and booking, how to develop the skill of programming bands and artists and learning from failure. We also get into the perspective of artists and talk about how and when to contact bookers. Jen shares a song with us from her band Blue Ra, and she also answers an audience question. Don't forget, if you have a question, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. In the meantime, here's my conversation with Jen. Hi, this is Jenny Jans, and you are listening to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. Backstage. 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 Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for joining me on Helvetia Rock Musicians in Conversation. Hi, thank you so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. I will start the interview with the question that I ask everybody, and that is, how did you get started on your musical journey? Well, I grew up in a musical family. Both of my parents were professors at the music school in, uh, in Basel. And uh, yeah, music was always a part of my life. And um I think like at age 17, 18, I realized that I really wanted to do something with music in my future, but um, I didn't want to earn my money as a musician. So I realized that I love music and organizing. And yeah, that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing today. Oh my God, that is such a unique path. <laughs> how do you realize you liked music and organizing? Well, I think, I don't know. I just always had the flair of... Um, like doing projects and um, yeah, organizing things for my family, organizing trips, for example. Why? And um, yeah, and Are I you just like the logistics of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And like all the things you have to think about, all the details, and then we'll do that. Then and we have to calculate the timing and stuff like that. So yeah, I realized that I'd really love to work in a, a venue or in a festival or something. Honestly, that is literally the first time I've heard about heard someone say that but but also just connecting the two you know you love music Mm -hmm. you know you love that logistics and organizing Mm -hmm. but having the sense to put them together you know knowing that oh wait a minute these two things can actually work together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when was the first time you sort of stepped into kind of sort of organizing and uh, in terms of music well, after I graduated from um, gymnasium, I um, wanted to become an audio engineer. And wow. I did a, um, an internship at an audio, audio engineering company. 
and then sort of after half a year sort of got into the administration part as well and um yeah was a production assistant um for the boss and then was able to go along to like a lot of productions that was more in the like musical field um and yeah and I just saw a lot of those things and then realized that I really like like doing that and um but also realized that for me I mean I think from a fairly early age on I realized that like pop music and more sort of the undergroundy pop music um type experimental stuff was more my kind of music and the stuff I was doing there was um a lot of more sort of commercial events and things and yeah that's how I realized that I really would like to walk uh, work in a, a venue or something where I could be booking bands and, and curating more in mm. that direction and I think I mean that was kind of hard because at a very early age like at 20 you don't have the experience so it's kind of hard to get into something um so basically volunteer work was the the thing right. to do yes yeah because that's what I want to really get into like how does somebody get into it mm-hmm. you mentioned about having experience and that's one of the things when you're young exposure to music can be quite limited mm-hmm. I mean I think maybe you might given your parents work to music you might have had a broader experience or exposure than most people mm-hmm. but even then um it might be quite hard to know what's even out there mm-hmm. and perhaps for a job like booking and programming you kind of need to have a bigger view of what's out there mm-hmm. so how does somebody you mentioned volunteering but how does somebody like really start in this industry of, of booking well I think I mean there's there's different opportunities and um, I think one part was really I think at maybe at age 14 I started to realize like the city I live in actually has a really good music scene and then I started going out to shows and and yeah really trying to understand how that works and I started playing in a band at age 17 and um, you know had first shows and stuff like that so I saw the perspective from there Mm. and then saw what there is uh, in the city and I think it's really important at a first stage to connect with the place that you live in where your community is where your friends are um like to understand because mostly there's like somebody who knows somebody and then you'll you'll get to talking to this person and understand okay this is the I don't know co-booker of this venue and if you have a show then like to understand and then maybe just to ask like could I could I come and and just you know be there one evening to understand how you're doing this or just to be there for a week um, to see, yeah, sort of yeah. have a, a view behind the scenes, what, yeah, what sort of things you have to do. And I think for me, um, one of the most important steps was um, I was a volunteer at the Be Seen Club Festival, which was like the um, one of the major festivals in Basel. And I volunteered there um, as the program, as the booker. And, um, of course that was also sort of uh, vitamin B to get into that, but that's because I, yeah, I tried to speak to a lot of people and right. exchange. Mm. And then, um, yeah, through that, I, I basically got into my other things and parallel to that, I started working at a venue, um, as an assistant in booking and PR. Mm. So those two things really, um, they work together. Yeah. yeah. What are people looking for? What mm-hmm. qualities did you show them that you had that made them want 
because without much experience but and to come in as a volunteer level there's still something that they want from you Mm -hmm. so what sort of qualities are they well I think one of them is um to have like a broad um yeah a broad view into into the scene Mm -hmm. like into different kinds of music and also sort of understanding trying to understand what does it mean for you know to book uh, a newcomer band for example like will they have a community coming out will we be selling tickets for that um yeah just sort of trying to get into understanding how these how these things work yeah and i think just a a broad um, knowledge of musical styles i guess i think uh, that was always something that was very important to me um understanding yeah that there's so many different kinds of smaller scenes like bubbles in our scene and um that it's important to involve all of these and i think i had um the network at that point i mean not a huge network but i had like into some of those bubbles i had the network which i could bring along um but i also think that it's um yeah important from the view of a festival to also you know, um, give people a chance, young people a chance who maybe don't have as much experience yet. Yeah. And I remember the first, <laughs> the first festival edition that I programmed. I mean, there were things that didn't work at all. What do you mean? Like, like for example, I programmed the band, two bands, into like the biggest hall w- with a capacity of like um, twelve hundred people, and there were like, I don't know, maybe like thirty or fifty oh, people no. in front of the stage. So, yeah, that was like, oh, my God, that was a failure. But on the other hand, um, yeah, from the perspective of the festival, giving young people the chance to fail is so important because that never happened again. And I started to understand, okay, this is how it works. And, of course, I had people who helped me with this, but basically it was just trying it out. I mean, I also remember... Uh, the first couple of like requests for big international acts that I send out. If I think about that now, I'm like, oh my god, oh. I was so naive. <laughs> Tell me about it. What <laughs> what was it like? Because that's actually something I was thinking of. Like, how do? You, when is that step yeah, that you yeah. take? You're, you're not doing the local thing anymore. You're mm-hmm. like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Can we have <laughs> <laughs> exactly? You know, so the like? the act that I remember. So this was like when I was I don't know 23. So quite a while ago. Um, I was just, you know, collecting a bunch of names, also talking to some people, what, what kind of acts do we like? And on that, on that list was the act um, Sia. Ah. So she was, she's a major artist now. She, she used to be quite underground like I remember, first... listen, I'm from London. Yeah. <laughs> I know Sia from the garage yeah, days. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So she was, yeah, quite, quite underground And um, I really liked that. I loved that. And I um, like sent out a, a message to her booker and well first I researched like on her website what was the booking agency I had no idea about you know how exactly these things work um and just sent out a request and was like would she be available then and we can pay I can't remember what it was and the booker was just like I got like a one sentence um message back and sort of I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was sort of like, okay, I'm I'm way out of my league right now. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you had that experience. Yeah, exactly. That's so 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 important. It's essential yeah. to have those experiences and to not be afraid of failing. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> not to be afraid of failing. Yeah. Sometimes, especially when you're reaching out, that could be so daunting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a case of look. 
this is just what the industry is. It's about mm-hmm. you know reaching out. Sometimes you've got to do it cold. Yeah. Sometimes you sometimes you know someone. You've got a connection, mm-hmm. but not being afraid of the response at the other end. Exactly. Because yeah. a no isn't that bad, is it? No. It's not that bad. No. It's like, oh my God, what? <laughs> but yes, it's not that bad. In the end, it'll like it'll take you a step further. Yes, exactly. Is there a difference between booking and programming? And if so, what is that? Um, well, I, I mean, I think both are basically, it's basically the same, but I think programming goes more into the curation part right. where you really, um, think about like, who are you going to book where, with which style, um, what are they going to be like? It makes a big difference if you program something at nine o'clock or at six o'clock or at mm. 11 o'clock. And it also depends on who you have before them or after them. Um, so I think that's that's one of the major things that that interests me um in the whole programmation process and then i think the booking part is is sending out the requests and why it's the sort of technical side of it because i mean you mentioned before when you your inverted commas failure uh or you have a big room and the particular band didn't draw in Mm -hmm. as many as Mm -hmm. you thought they would and and then going thinking about the side of things where you know, who comes after who, who goes before who, mm-hmm. what time of day they go on. Mm-hmm. How do you look at a band and go, oh, they should be at this time or they should kind of go mm-hmm. after this person, band or artist, you know, how does that process work? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it has a lot to do with experience. Mm. Um, it's, it's uh, yeah, I think it helps to be in the audience yourself um, to, or when you're at a show sort of, you know feeling how's the audience going along are they like what is their perception of of the music and um also thinking about like if a festival day starts at maybe like five o'clock um people will be like coming gradually in the beginning there might not be that many people yet um then like at seven or eight it's the main time where people will go go and get food so people might be listening to something while they're eating then they'll sort of get into either, you know, having beer after beer or, um, yeah, depending on, on like the festival. But I think that's something to take into, um, yeah, to think about as well, because uh, a band that is like really, really, really calm um, might not work at a certain point if people are just, you know, if they want to dance and if they want to move and yeah. and want to be like, if, it, if they want it to be loud. Yeah. And, and I think that's something um, that's just really important to, yeah, to like soak up when you're at, at a festival yourself mm. and to experience it and to, and to re- like, I always, I always try to ask myself when I'm at a show, like, what, what is it doing with myself? What, what am I, what am I feeling? Yes. That's basically how, how that develops. Absolutely. Do you ever get pushbacks from bands or or people you say okay we want to put you on this particular stage at this particular time and they're like no we want to be on this stage at this time you know (laughs) and how do you deal with that yeah um of course we we get that but I think we in our team we put a lot of thought into that so we can usually explain it when we talk to the band and tell them look this is why we want to position you there and we're aware that you might prefer this and this, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a better slot. Yeah, yeah. And um, we have the feeling for you, this is the perfect platform and mm. that they, yeah, that they also have to um, have 
they have to trust uh, right. in that. And I think that's something um, that a festival or a venue really has to like uh, develop over time to have the trust uh, that have the trust from the artists that they know. Okay, if if the bookers want this, then this must be part of the like the curation process. Absolutely. Yep. If you're involved in music as a hobby, profession or both, sign up for free on the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory. It's a platform for women, non-binary, trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry. For singers, instrumentalists, bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers and many more of all levels. It's about visibility. It's about community. It's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in this project. For further information, go to musicdirectory.ch. What would you say is your favorite part about being a booker? Um, I think, I mean, the I mentioned the curating part, and uh, we invest a lot of time in research mm. too. Researching bands, um, going to see bands um, or acts, and um, yeah, thinking about how to how to implement that or how it would fit. And I think the other part. Um, so over all of this time, I've always uh, invested a lot or tried to create platforms where exchange could happen. Mm. And I just love, I love when that happens. Like it, it can happen in the backstage of our festival. Where we also think about, I mean, we, of course, the main thing is thinking about what, what's going to happen with these artists on stage and how, how, like, what's the curation part and how, yeah, the positioning, how, how will that be for the audience and for themselves? What's the platform? But the other thing is like, what's going to happen backstage if these people meet and, um, that's always been a big part. That's like so the, cool. <laughs> the network. You're actually thinking that in yeah. advance. Like, yeah. you know, these people are going to be here at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would happen? Yeah, exactly. Then, and yeah. The, like the also the local artists, what does it mean when they have like the connection, the possibility to connect to international um, artists? And we've had the situation at B-Sides, for example, that um one of the like local bands was able to go on europe tour as a support act for one of the uh international acts that played wow. with us yeah after seeing uh, them or after, after seeing them and just the and getting to know them at the at, in the backstage of the festival and stuff That's like amazing. that so there's there's lots of like little connections like that mm. which i think are um are the nicest things that come out of it and it's also I don't know, sort of a sustainable uh, part of the whole thing because I think, uh, yeah, creating platforms where exchange can happen mm. is just so is so fruitful. Absolutely, we're going to go on into that. Before we do, though, I want I want a bit of a balance because mm-hmm. we talked about the things that you love. What are the difficult parts of your job? Mm-hmm. Would you say? Um, I mean, there's difficult parts such, such as, for example, if an uh, um, international artist doesn't work out, which is, uh, you know, you have to wait for a long time mm-hmm. and maybe you don't have, as a small festival, you don't have the same respect <laughs> from the um, from the international booking agencies. I mean, they have respect for us, of course, but maybe not, like, it's not their priority. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of waiting sometimes and sort of, yeah trying to figure out what what to do there of course the like the festival days 
themselves are quite intense because it's just a lot of running around it's a lot of troubleshooting um it's it's very exhausting (laughs) it's super super nice to get to know all the artists that you've booked and to like see it's it's also like the the moment where you actually see okay this is like what we've been working for for a whole year but it's yeah at the end of those days you're just like dead for a week yeah yeah (laughs) but at the festival itself as bookers I think it's so important to go and meet the people that you book and and for them to have a face of the people who are behind the festival so um yeah what do you look for when you are booking acts and there was something that you mentioned earlier about going to uh concerts and and being in the audience are you already aware of who you potentially might want to book um yes besides festival takes place in june and usually we start with the booking process in august mm-hmm. um and we talk about like what are the the august sorry i need to yeah <laughs> my brain is just thinking about a calendar wait a minute so, so June is the festival, the August before, the year before. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you we're st- already starting. We're starting with the booking Got process. It. And usually wow. we're done with the main slots um, by December. Wow. Yeah. And of course we leave some things open if there's something like um, in January or so new coming up. But yes. Um, yeah, usually that's that's like the main booking process, which is also very important for also for young artists to know that uh, the process starts so early because we get a lot of emails like in January asking for the summer and it's like, sorry, we're all booked oh, out. My God. But of course, we we do like part of our job is already in August reaching out to everybody, like everybody, meaning the agencies and stuff that we work with. Okay like to figure out okay what are releases coming up i need to break this down yeah i need to break it down hold Absolutely. up hold up <laughs> <laughs> go ahead for the people who live there <laughs> there's so many different layers i hmm. think you go to um venues or, or sorry you go to see bands hmm. but you know that you are going to be programming for june the year after mm-hmm. from august what you're doing is you're, you're going to be reaching out to people that you already know or labels or agencies that you know to find out who they have or that you are already aware of we're usually already aware of right yeah I mean we get emails of course from agencies saying hey next year these and these bands are going to be on the road with uh, new releases so we get that information as well but uh, usually we already sort of have an idea of who we think would be interesting mm. and then sort of reach out and ask what are their plans and is there something in it yeah that's going to happen is there a release or um yeah yeah i want to understand and for listeners who may not have representation uh, might not have a, a manager or an agent how do they reach out to you or how can they be considered to be booked at, at so for b-side festival Mm -hmm. i guess the main um communication happens via email Mm -hmm. um there it's just always really important because we get so many emails uh to have like a a very personal (laughs) email so no hi b-sides team or stuff like that you guys don't you have your name and your picture on the website yes we do i was quite surprised about that (laughs) i was like you want to actually get emails (laughs) 
No contact at Visa. Well, it's, you've got uh, your picture. You've got well, you, your yeah. your inbox is actually quite, uh, it's a programming at Visa. Yeah, it? exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But your picture is there and your name is there, mm-hmm. so people can see who they're writing to. Exactly. But it's still surprising to see how many emails, not personal emails, we wow. get. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's like make the effort to go and like for any venue or festival that you Mm -hmm. want to apply to and want to play to um and then keep it short and sweet (laughs) think about the main information that we as bookers need um i'm not interested if you had like three different drummers over the past year (laughs) (laughs) i want to know like are you releasing something have you been on the have you been like playing before i want to see your picture i you know that kind of thing so i think if you want to reach out then uh try to have like a link where you can find all the information and um have a like a short description of your band and maybe also give a few keywords about you know, what are bands that have influenced you um, of the likes of, for example. Right, because that could help you when you're thinking about where to place. Yeah, exactly, band. exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, musical style is important, I think. And yeah, how to reach them the easiest way. I think that's uh, that's like the main aspect. Right, right. Let me see if I can summarize. So picture, like, you know artwork or and picture of the mm-hmm. band that you can see them any releases anything that's happening where they've played before what mm-hmm. they've done before musical style yeah. and genre mm-hmm. who they've been influenced by mm-hmm. um that was was that it? yeah that's that's basically that's basically it Keep i mean it concise it as yeah well. exactly maybe also like look at the lineups of the festival um, or the venues and say, hey, I've seen that Agnes O'Bell has played at your festival. I'm I'm such a big fan and um, our music goes in that direction, yes. for example. Then I'll see as a booker, okay, you've you've looked at our lineup. You actually know what our festival is about. Yes. And um, yeah. What do you want artists, bands, DJs to know about your job? Um, that's a good question. I think for me, because I know both perspectives. I mean, the fee is always a big question. Um, understanding where a festival is at and um, what kinds of fees we can pay. For example, mm-hmm. B-Sides is um, mainly uh, self-funded. So we, we basically finance the festival by um, ticket sales and mm-hmm. uh, food and beverage. And we have only like 25% um funding from city or canton and other foundations but in comparison we pay really good fees i think um still there's of course always a discussion with what kind of slot that we want to program them in i think um yeah being able to trust why we (laughs) why we suggest a a certain kind of fee and i think also for venues for for example certain venues just don't have the possibility to to pay high fees although it's totally i absolutely agree that musicians in this field are mainly underpaid um with the fees but it's yeah it's always a balance of of this reality and and finding each other and i think to have an understanding for um where the festival is at yeah i think that's really important and that also takes a little bit of of research maybe for Mm -hmm. for a band or a musician understanding that a no is not generally meaning I think your music sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
let's uh. just drive that home because it's so hard it's one of those things that you know as a musician mm-hmm. it's so personal isn't it's it so and so personal, when you yeah. get a no it can feel like time to give up yeah but please don't yeah it could <laughs> be think. any reason why exactly no. and I mean for us it's it's often that we don't have the feeling it fits in the curation of our festival or of like an evening we have the feeling we need another something in this direction for mm-hmm. example and then we'll you know can't program everything that we'd like to have or want to wait until the artist has a release for example yeah or if somebody does not give a reason also take the opportunity and say hey i i totally i i understand this but i'd like to know why and um usually people are really open to to share that's good that's good to know we did mention that you are in fact a musician yourself so you've got that bird's eye view (laughs) (laughs) you are in a band called bleu roi and i just want to take the opportunity to share your music with people who are listening today I'm, I'm taking the opportunity to talk to you about booking it's fascinating but also your music is wonderful you are going to share with us um, a track called Onomata Poetry mm-hmm. did I say that correctly yes you did Onomata Poetry I love that <laughs> can you tell us a bit about this song um so this is a song of our last album uh, Dark Light it was recorded in Gothenburg and this was one of the songs so most of the songs I I um, pre-produce and have a very clear idea about um, what I want it to be and with this song I had just a synthesizer line which I created like I don't know a really long time ago certainly seven or eight years ago and just always really liked it but never did did something with it and then um, this was really like a creation process at the studio and something really great came out <laughs> wonderful let's listen to onomata poetry
Can you tell us about M4 Music Festival? Mm-hmm. What is that festival? So M4 Music Festival is uh, from the Migros Kulturprozent. I'm not sure, maybe you can say it in... I won't repeat it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll Um, leave that to you. Yeah, okay. It's a a pop music festival supporting the Swiss music scene for already, I think, 25 years. So it's been around for a really long time. It takes place in Zurich, um, usually two to three days. And it's for um, networking, so for a lot of professionals to come together and exchange. There's a conference in the afternoon, which is free for everybody, and um, musical program in the evening, which is sort of, um, on the one hand, showcases of up-and-coming Swiss artists. Then in the afternoon, there's also the demo tape clinic, which I am responsible for. Yes, tell us about the demo tape (laughs) clinic. Um, That's like a big um, contest and you can register for it um, between November and January. And uh, this year we had 1,144 applications. Wow. <laughs> we have five categories this year. We have pop, rock, um, lyrics and beats, uh, electronic and out of genre. And that's the new category. I love um, that. I yeah. saw that on the website. <laughs> I thought that's so good. <laughs> yeah, for um, new jazz and experimental music. Yes. I'm very excited about that. We listen to all the tracks that have been sent in and we choose per category between 8 and 15 tracks and these will be discussed at the festival by a jury and then one of these artists per category can win and these are um, supported by the Suiza, by the Fondation Suiza. Each uh, winner gets 3,000 francs. Wow. And um, then there's a demo of the year where you get 5,000 um, francs, plus you get exposure and uh, publicity and um, platforms, like live platforms, and you can get a coaching as well. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Such a brilliant initiative. Is there already a quality that arrives at your door? Is there a certain level or is literally anyone it's who enters? Yeah. Can we hear? You're going to be heard. Yeah. They will, you will hear them. Yeah. We will, we listen to everything. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes you, you would send your demo to people. You just, there's no feedback or there's just no way of knowing if mm-hmm. anyone's ever listened to mm-hmm. it. So just even having that guarantee that you are heard and, and someone's taken the time to listen. That's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned before about exchange, about communicating. This ties into, I think, uh, Say Hi. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what Say Hi is? Part of the, uh, the, the B-Sides Festival, is mm-hmm. it? So Say Hi is a networking and exchange platform for the Swiss music scene. Basically, it, in the very beginning, it was more sort of for our local community. And then we started um, making or creating events, in co- always in cooperation with a partner. Mm. Uh, we've done a lot with Helvetia Rockt as well. To go to a different festival and have, sometimes we had an input, sometimes we'd uh, walk up a hill and go to a festival together oh, and nice. have an apéro or something like that. But have the opportunity to exchange in an atmosphere which is not necessarily like this very official atmosphere Mm. yeah we've been doing that for for quite a long time now and it's really been established as a national platform um we've done things in in ticino in the romandie in yeah swiss german part so we try to move around a lot yes what you're doing there with say hi is almost like 
the physical embodiment of exchange, Mm -hmm. right? What we can practically do. What does exchange mean to you? Why is it something that is important to you Mm -hmm. in particular? I mean, what my experience has been over the past few years is that you're sort of in your own bubble. Um, Often it happens that you have the feeling you have a a broad sense and you have a lot of know-how, but I think... It's so important to share these things. It's so inspiring to get to new, know new people and to understand, okay, this is how, how things work. I remember the very first time I went to M for Music, I was uh, 21 and I went there all on my own and I was just so scared. It was I totally freaked out. Yeah. And I had like one person I had a meeting with and I was clinging to this person. Yeah. It was just... <laughs> And I mean, I think about, yeah, young musicians or young people who want to get into that field and, and creating the platform where you have people you can connect to and and can hold on to yeah. because it's scary sometimes. And I think that just, yeah, sort of all of that comes together. It's certainly on the one hand, my own experience. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, um, music is such something so personal and working with music is some something so personal so i think um trying to understand each other is just so so important in all of this and um yeah i think that's why i from a very beginning i've tried to set a focus on on that field and in all in everything that i do that's that's one of my main things yeah yeah How do people get involved with Say Hi, for example? What is the process for somebody to attend Mm -hmm. an event? So there's a a newsletter that we send out um, like every one to two months. And you can subscribe to the newsletter so you know what's going on. Also, we sometimes give like just general information about important things um, that's happening. And then, yeah, all the important events are listed on our website. Brilliant. Now we're going to listen to our audience question. This one is from at Carmen Campari. Let's hear what Carmen has to say. My question is to all the bookers, what do you hate the most when artists contact you? So just to repeat, what do you hate the most when artists contact you? <laughs> I'm giving you full permission to let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I find that kind of hard to let it rip because there's not that like I mean I mentioned before that I dislike it if I have like a really long email where it says well last year my drummer Fabio stopped and then we got two months later we got um George to join us but he didn't like to play the cowbell and um (laughs) that's why we decided to change our musical style from I don't know what to what and um yeah that's that's just stuff where I'm just I don't have the time really to to get into that plus it's just not essential for the music in the end um so yeah I guess that's sort of um with requests that's some sometimes something that that sort of gets on my nerves or where I just don't understand what why are you doing that um or go and read other you know biographies or or uh things of um other artists that yeah. you like and see how they do it because that's just the easiest advice yeah that's yeah. the easiest way to um to get into that or to know how to do it mm. or maybe like um 
requests via Instagram, for example. Oh. Um, well, I mean, you can, you can, you can write to the festival, but, um, yeah, that's, it's just sort of not the, I mean, what you can do is, is like write and say, how can I contact you? Okay. But don't send like a long message. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. Listen, Jen, thank you so much for your time, for breaking it down for us so we could understand. I I know that many people will get so much value from this conversation. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. If you want to join the Helvetia Rocked community or find out more, check out the website, sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. If you'd like to support Helvetia Rocked, you can also become a member or donate. And if you like what you heard today, please share it with your friends. Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked. It's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson. Music is by Jackie Brucher and The Jackets.